Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. What do you do if your partner thinks watching adult stuff equals cheating? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I stayed at my long distance boyfriend's house and was disgusted. Not sure what to do. I've 26-year-old female been seeing and dating this guy, 26-year-old male, since July, and things have been really good. It's a long-distance situation, but we've managed to see each other at least once a month. So far, he's been kind, thoughtful, and no major red flags were detected on my end until the first time I flew out to visit him, I decided to stay at an Airbnb since we were still getting to know each other, and I wanted my own space. The trip went super well, and I had an amazing time. Last week, I went back and he invited me to stay with him this time. He lives with his brother and dad, but his dad was away so it made sense, and I agreed. When I got to his house, it was late and dark so I didn't notice much other than a weird smell. They have three dogs and live on an island, so I figured that had to do with it. When I woke up, I started to notice that the house was pretty dirty. Things scattered everywhere, not hoarding bad, but pretty bad. The bathroom had dog hair, dirt, and overall looked like it hadn't been kept up with in a while. I tried to look past it since there's two guys living there and kept a positive attitude. Nobody gave me any rundown about the situation or apologized for the mess, but I figured his dad might have a small hoarding problem of some sort. On the second day, I started to notice even more things. The dogs don't get walked, so they poop, pee, or puke in the house, and in the laundry area that's right by the kitchen. They only get let out to the side yard from time to time. The dogs have to pass by the bathroom to get to it, which explains why there's so much hair, paw prints, and dirt in there. I started to feel uncomfortable showering there because I didn't feel like I was in a clean environment and I feel terrible for the animals. Then, a really awful smell, like puke-worthy, appeared from the laundry area. He mentioned it and I asked him what he thought it was. He said puke from the dogs, but he couldn't see where it was coming from. The day after, he wanted to invite his friends over to hang out, so I told him he'd have to clean up that smell at the very least before they arrived. He told me that he would if he had time, and I started feeling even more disgusted than before. He didn't have enough time the next day, and his brother and him figured it was a great idea to burn cantaloupe incense right before their friends came to mask and hide the smell. They were hanging out on the table right by the smell the entire time they were there. At this point, I was beyond grossed out. I spoke to him about it, the mess and the lack of urgency to clean up the smell, and he said that staying on top of cleaning with the dogs was an uphill battle, and he had to some degree given up on it. He also told me that he doesn't plan on living like that once he lives on his own and will not be getting any pets. As for the smell, he told me he didn't think it was just puke and thought it might be some sort of animal or rodent, and didn't want to clean it up and find something in front of me, so he brushed it off as much as he could so he could get to it after I left. I told him I rather would have seen whatever it was and saw that there was at least some initiative on his part to clean it than to let me think it's not a priority to live in a clean space. I feel weird because cleanliness is really important to me and I just can't believe what I experienced. I do not want nor could I live like that in the future and I kind of want to end it but he's a great guy in all other respects. From what I know since now I've been totally surprised, how would you handle this situation? I mean, I get that people have varying levels of cleanliness or what they're comfortable living in, but when you get to this level, I think most people will agree that there's a serious issue going on here, and I don't know if it's a personal thing or 
if they're just way too comfortable living at a level of filth that most people are not going to be comfortable with, if they can't turn it around or show like a good faith effort that they're going to try to improve, how can you be happy putting up with something like that? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my boyfriend said he's envious of me. Dating, female 40, my boyfriend, male 38, for two and a half years, and he admitted to me this summer that he's envious of me, and this is the reason he doesn't do certain things for me, such as help with my rentals. This has never been an issue in my past relationships, and if I needed help with something every once in a while, my former boyfriends were happy to jump in. I get that they aren't his responsibility, but I can't shake his words of, why should I help since if we get married and something happens to you, I won't inherit them. This struck me as such an odd and selfish thing to say. Background, I'm single, never married, no kids, and usually very giving, although I've recently pulled way back because of how selfish he is. A Snickers for Valentine's. Virtually nothing for my birthday after going all out for his, which he expected. He's divorced with two children. I've worked my butt off to build a real estate portfolio while also working a full-time job. He takes care of his kids and works full-time. Sort of lazy otherwise, meaning he'll complain about being broke before he'll try to do anything about it. I'm obviously still with him, but I think the envy is bleeding into other areas. I recently went on a solo weekend trip because he couldn't afford to go, and he made snarky comments like, must be nice, before I left. He never once checked on me while I was away to see how things were going or to make sure I was okay. This isn't the first time he's done this, and I've brought it up to him and told him it makes me feel like he doesn't care about me. Nothing has changed. He just says he doesn't want to bother me while I'm away and we'll see how my trip was when I return. Is this reasonable behavior and something to work through? I'm not sure if I was a bit spoiled in my last relationships and now expecting too much. I mean, I definitely don't agree with their behavior and how they're going about it, but I do feel like there is some level of financial incompatibility going on here if OP's able to go out and get these real estate properties and go on trips that they just can't afford. I mean, it would kind of suck if you're in a relationship where your partner's doing all these cool, fun things and you just don't go because you can't afford it. Now, that especially doesn't make up for his lack of affection or care or thoughtfulness in the relationship. I mean, just a candy bar for Valentine's? Nothing for your birthday? That sucks too. I just get the sense that these people are straight up incompatible. Our next story is my 27-year-old female, good friend, 27-year-old female, religious beliefs hurt my feelings. Hello, I grew up in the Bible Belt. I had one religious parent and one not. The one who wasn't ended up being my primary guardian due to divorce, dad. I was raised without religion as my dad wanted me to pick my own. I went through church and on my religious journey and very early on concluded I was at the very least an agnostic, but I identify with atheism at times, since it's easier to explain to people. My good friend, who I love dearly, Kara, believes strongly in Christianity. She has mentioned to me in the past that I should try prayer. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. That she believes those who center their romantic relationships around God are more successful and happy in relationships. She's offered I go to her church, etc. All these ideals I politely respect or offers I turn down. She is aware that I don't believe. She recently told me that she had befriended a hospice doctor who told her that he strengthened his faith through hospice. As Christian patients who were dying would say they saw the light slash heaven during their last moments and those who were not Christian would be scared and shout that I don't not want to go there. Proving those who don't believe are going to heck. She talked about this as it was a beautiful thing. I dismissed it as, ah oh yeah, those are stories. Interesting. She could tell I was uncomfortable. She then asked if a mutual friend of ours was a believer and if their partner was. When I informed her one was not, she responded, Aw, that's sad. I felt very hurt. I hid it. I've been pretending things are normal. My dad says that it's a part of the gig and that it's something we'll always have to just coast through. I love Kara so much. She's been there for me through so much, and she's changed my life in so many positive ways. She's helped my partner through his addictions. She's helped me during my darkest times. I'm so scared to lose that. I've experienced this before in the past, and when I confronted it, the friendship changes forever. I mean, I think the most important thing OP needs to keep in mind is it's not them that is forcing this issue that may make or break this relationship. OP's not the one trying to push an agenda or push a belief. If they're the ones, Kara, who wants to push something and then shift or act weirdly or kind of ruin the friendship because another person isn't just embracing their beliefs or their opinions, then, I mean, it's just, it's not OP's fault. If you love somebody, but they don't embrace you or they can't tolerate you for who you are, love from a distance, maybe? Our next story is my, male 27, new girlfriend, female 23, is going on a hike alone with another man who asked her out before her and I started talking. Feeling uncomfortable about this? Am I being unreasonable? So recently I've rekindled a relationship with someone and we've agreed to start seeing each other exclusively. She lives a ways away from me, so we haven't seen each other in person yet, but I'd asked if she was available this weekend. 
She said no because she's going on a hike. I wondered with who and she said, insert guy's name from work, someone I don't know and have never met. Apparently, he asked her to go hiking with him before she and I started talking. She says he's good looking but not exactly her type. I told her he's obviously into her and she kind of laughed and admitted that I'm probably right. This isn't sitting that well with me. We both deleted our dating profiles and stopped talking to anyone we met on them, but for some reason she still wants to see this guy, knowing that he thinks it's a date. I don't want to start things off with me seeming controlling by saying I'm not okay with this, but I know if I don't say something it's going to bother me because this guy is someone she'll be seeing regularly at work and is trying to pursue her. I had a horrific experience with my first girlfriend many years ago with cheating and maybe that's affecting me, but at the same time, I gladly cancelled my plans with other women this weekend out of respect for her. I don't get why she's keeping this date. So do you guys think I'm just being overly insecure or does this seem kind of odd to you? What would you do? First I would try to pick her brain and ask her something along the lines of, why do you still want to go on this hike so bad? knowing that this guy is just most likely doing this because he's interested in you? If she can't even answer that, then there's some real red flags going on, and I don't think it's unfair to feel uncomfortable with this. I know if I were in that situation, yeah, I'd be feeling pretty uncomfortable about this too, and her reaction would only make it worse for me. The fact that you bring it up and you point it out that this is just a guy that's interested in her, and her just going, haha, yeah, probably so, and if that's all she said... To me, that's like, huh? Like she's just acknowledging the elephant in the room. Our next story is, my husband, 35-year-old male, wants a baby and I, 29-year-old female, don't think I do anymore. Is this a deal breaker? My husband, 35, and I, 29, have been married for five years and together for seven. All five years of marriage we've lived abroad. I gave up a job, belongings, and my independence to move. For the first four years, I couldn't work due to visa issues and then got a working from home job during the pandemic. My mental and physical health suffered. I had no friends, no family around, and was isolated. During this time, I fell pregnant, unplanned, and it ended in a miscarriage. It was traumatic and made me realize that I was not ready to try again for a while. Of course, everyone we know is having babies. We're the only couple we know without kids or who aren't trying. Before marriage, we both agreed we could see a life with or without kids, both on the fence. I know he wants kids, but he doesn't speak it. I guess he doesn't want to pressure or upset me. He told me last night, drunk, that he wants a baby and he's ready to have a baby if I am. I said yes, but not yet. However, my instinctive response was that it made my skin crawl and I felt repulsed. That surprised me and I feel horrified at myself. I have a habit of pushing down my feelings and just pleasing others but I know this is a deal breaker. I've often wondered if I'm happy in my marriage and if I made the right decision, but then I blame that thought on my anxiety. I don't know if these thoughts are anxiety or my true gut feelings. He struggles with empathy and seeing things from others' points of view. I've told him how our lack of support system and me giving up my job again will affect my mental health. I also have chronic illnesses that cause chronic fatigue. I push through with the help of medication but adding in a baby with no help and I would struggle. He thinks I'm being negative because everyone has babies, etc., and I'm a pessimist. I'm torn between leaving him to allow us both to still have a chance at a life we want, but I gave up everything and would be completely isolated without him. I haven't made many friends. I feel so lost. I could hardly afford my own apartment and health insurance, etc. I have a wonderful home and financially stable lifestyle, 
and he's a great person and my best friend. I also wonder if it's a fear of being locked down, and maybe I'll never feel 100% happy with someone. I would immediately, if you can afford it, begin to look into therapy. Honestly, I think this kind of thing is probably far beyond Reddit's pay grade. I'm definitely no professional. Honestly, in a situation that's so personal and so unclear in the current moment, I would hesitate to say to listen to anyone's advice before going to a professional. This next story is, I'm 27-year-old female, feeling compassion fatigue for my partner, 33-year-old male. My partner and I have been together for only 6 months so far. I do really enjoy this relationship, and I do feel like he adds value to my life and brightens my days a good 90% of the time. However, at least once or twice a month, he randomly messages me and says he thinks I want him to change who he is from the sassy, outspoken man I love and constantly say I love too to the sexy and nonchalant stereotype, which I have expressed many times I absolutely do not want. I'm starting to get tired of this conversation. Really tired. This morning he messaged me randomly and said that he thinks I want that because I said he's combative at times, which yes, is true in the context of the situation at that time, and we've talked about this multiple times. Sometimes I'll be talking about something I don't like, completely unrelated to him, or maybe he'll ask me about something that's happened in my past and he'll make it about himself. And he'll analyze that story or complaint and personalize it if he sees any aspect of himself in it. Examples. 1. I hate feet touching me. I don't know why, but I've never liked it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even as a kid, I don't mind if other people touch my feet, but I cannot touch others. This never really came up because who just randomly goes, hey, by the way, I hate feet, unless something prompts it. Well, three weeks ago, we were laying on either side of the couch, and his feet touched my side and his toes were wiggling on me after he'd been rubbing his feet on the backs of my legs all night, so I moved the blanket in between his toes and my side. He got really upset and almost cried, saying it's not fair that I have an ick about him, and he felt like I thought he was gross. I told him I was sorry, I don't think he's gross and it's not him. I've never liked feet and that toe wiggling felt weird and I didn't like it. He still feels some type of way about that. He felt like it was a personal attack. 2. Or when he asked me a question about my ex in that relationship and I was expressing that I wasn't a fan of the lack of personal hygiene. So he starts probing with detailed and invasive questions and says, Well, I don't do that and seemingly got offended. And then continued the conversation about how he takes care of himself. 3. Or occasionally I might say, Hey, it hurt me when you did or said this and that. And he comes back at me with him explaining his thought process, which would be fine, but it's always with an attitude or anger from being misunderstood and meant to deconstruct my feelings, not comfort me or help me understand. He does apologize after, but only after completely tearing my feelings apart with how he saw it, and I've ended up apologizing for misunderstanding him because he said I hurt his feelings by not understanding what he meant. 
The conversations like this morning always start with him saying he doesn't want to lose me, then his reasoning why of, I remember you said, then he takes my words out of the context of what was said originally. I normally always respond with compassion. Hey, I love you as you are. You are amazing. If I wanted something different, I wouldn't be here with you right now. Statements similar to those. But I feel like I've been getting worn down and frustration has been creeping in. But today I saw that text and got actually irritated. I responded as follows. I hear you. I like this ass and the fact that you speak up for yourself. But sometimes I feel like it's misaligned and you get defensive and you think everything is an attack on your character when it's not. That part gets frustrating. I don't see myself leaving over that unless the combative piece gets to a breaking point, but I feel like I'm pretty open with my communication about what I like and don't like. I love you when I care about you, and it makes me sad sometimes you would think I'm attacking you or comparing you to others. He said it sounds like he needs to work on not taking things personal, which I have directly said to him before. He hasn't said anything else to me since then, although I did respond. I know this is going to get brought up again tonight. It always does. Looking for advice on how to handle the situation because I'm at a loss. A million percent this guy has issues with self-esteem, with insecurity. It's probably something that maybe even couples therapy could help with. But through and through, it's definitely not OP's shortcomings or OP's failures on any part here. I think as far as everything OP's expressed, they haven't done anything wrong. Our next story is, my 27-year-old female, boyfriend 29-year-old male, still has his ex's steamy photos on his phone. Yes, you read that correct. I was scrolling through his album to find another picture of him that I like when he pulled his phone out of my hand. The damage was already done though. Some of the photos were simple, while others were much more explicit. I asked him to delete them as they made me very uncomfortable and sick, but he refuses. When I asked him why, he said that it was for the memory and that he wanted them there to remember. He said that once they were gone, he would be afraid that he would forget about that time in his life altogether. I didn't want to fight about it. We haven't even been dating for a month, so why am I to act as the crazy girlfriend? I've had horrible, traumatic relationships though and it's hard to shake off those habits in a new relationship. I do like him a lot. I feel very safe with him. I can't stop thinking about those pictures though and I'm absolutely spiraling over the thought of him having fun to an ex and not me. I really don't know what to do. I don't want to break up with him but now I feel extremely insecure. I think it should be standard practice that if you get with somebody new, you delete those photos. In fact, I think most people would say it's standard practice that if you're out of a relationship with somebody, you should delete those pictures regardless. Honestly, with the way he's acting, I'm surprised he left it in a place that you could even find them so easily. Last thing I'll add here is it should probably give you a long pause as far as the prospect of you ever doing a similar thing for him in the future. Say you ever go a stretch where you're separated from each other and they say, hey, send some photos. I bet a million dollars you're going to think about this exact moment, how he doesn't want to delete those photos, and it might not feel like it's worth it. Our next story is, my 28-year-old female, boyfriend 24-year-old male, doesn't want me to buy a house? My 28-year-old female, boyfriend Matt 24-year-old male, and I have been together for two years, and our relationship is very loving, stable, and supportive. While we work in the same industry and both make six figures, Matt and I come from different backgrounds. Matt's parents paid for 100% of his college and helped him save a down payment for a home. 
So he was able to buy a modest property about an hour and a half outside of the nearest major city. We both live in Matt's home, and while I've offered to pay rent repeatedly, he's letting me live here rent-free so that I can pay off my student loans. I was on my own with no parental support at 18, so I've worked two jobs over the last decade, and early next year I'll finally be debt-free with a nice chunk of money saved up through my own hard work, as well as Matt's generosity, i.e. not charging me rent. Living 90 minutes away from the city has been fine for us because we both work from home. However, there is a good chance I'll need to start going into the office next summer. I've had a conversation with Matt several times about how I don't want to quit my job, but commuting 3-4 to four hours each day, 3-5 to five times per week next year, will destroy my quality of life. I've also talked to him many times about how being a homeowner is a dream of mine. Matt will hear me out, but then he states that me buying a house is not sensible because it will take away the flexibility I have living rent and mortgage free. He also points out that when we get married, I'll legally own half of his home, and having two mortgages could hurt us financially. However, when I bring it up, he acknowledges that we're not planning on getting married for another two to three years. I love Matt, but I can't understand his reasoning for why I shouldn't buy my own home next year. It's not been a source of fighting yet, and I don't want to leave him, but I'm not willing to commute 20 hours per week so I can continue living so far out of city with him. And I'm not willing to throw away money renting a place in the city just because he thinks I shouldn't buy. Am I missing something here? Can anyone else help me understand Matt's logic behind why he doesn't want me to buy a home next year and suggest any new ways I might try to talk to him about it? Thanks. Honestly, I think the commute alone is reason enough for OP to go forward with this. And think of it like this, houses are generally a pretty darn good investment. If you buy that house and you do get married two or three years down the line, yeah, you'll have two mortgages, but you can rent one of those houses or maybe depending on the market, be able to sell it for a profit or break even on it if you need to. I mean, if you can get it, it's a great asset to have. You'd be surprised being able to make money off of renting it down the line. Our next story is trying to figure out why I, 28-year-old male, am so upset at my fiancé, 28-year-old male. Hi all, I've seen this subreddit on other social medias, so I thought I'd come here to see if I can get some advice. My fiancé and I are set to get married in 2025. Since we announced the wedding, his parents have been a nightmare. Pushy about dress code, location, venue, ceremony, etc, etc. You name it, they're annoyed about it. We're from different ethnic backgrounds, I'm Asian, he's white American, and fiancé is happy to go along with my cultural traditions because they're important to me, which I really appreciate. The issue is now that fiancé's parents want us to invite someone that both of us really hate. He's a relative who makes people extremely uncomfortable because he's a racist drunk jerk who throws around slurs very frequently. We've been pretty firm about the fact that we're not inviting him but fiancé's been the one primarily handling this with his family. Last week, we talked about involving me so I can firmly tell them out reasons, as well as he thinks it'll make a difference to have me there, since his parents are setting him tons of guilt-trippy and sometimes outright hostile messages. He's been pretty much ignoring them this last week. We made a plan and set a date for a call, tomorrow when I'm off work. However, today I woke up and heard him on the phone. I got out of bed to pee, and as I encountered him in the hall, he mouthed, my parents at me and pointed it to his phone. I had a night shift the previous night, I'm a nurse, and was too tired to deal with it so I went back to bed. When I woke up I was so upset. I can't seem to figure out how to articulate this. On one hand, 
he's totally within his rights to have whatever relationship with his parents that he wants. On the other hand, I feel this deep sense of hurt that he would call them without me, and annoyed that they never seem to face any consequences from their kids, fiancé or my brother-in-law, for being crappy. Like, would it have made that much of a difference to wait one day? I don't want him to cut off his parents, but I keep thinking, why couldn't this have waited one more day? We talked a bit about it, and he said it was to confirm his Christmas plans with them, but what the heck? Why are we acting like everything's okay when they want to invite a relative who has threatened violence against my fiancé, myself, and others in the family? Please help. I'm so confused about my own feelings and need help articulating why this is so hurtful, and if I'm wrong and overreacting, I need someone to talk sense into me. I'm right there with OP. I don't understand how, when somebody's lobbying for somebody who has literally threatened violence against you, parents or not, that you can just call these people who are advocating for this violent person to be around you and just dance around it and talk Christmas like nothing's actually going on. It makes you want to like grab somebody by the shoulders and try to give them a gentle shake to like knock the sense back into them. I think it's just a problem of they've grown up experiencing these parents their whole lives, right? They're probably just inundated with being okay with this and going around and ignoring their less desirable wants and needs and things they're pushing. Our next story is, my girlfriend thinks I cheated because I watched adult entertainment. My girlfriend, 26-year-old female, and I, 25-year-old male, have been together for a year. Since the start of everything, it's been amazing with her. We want to spend our life together and build a family. We have the same values in life. Fast forward to a couple weeks ago, I'd watched adult videos a couple of times when she wasn't around and I was feeling the urge. I'm not one to cheat on my partner and never would, so I just relieved myself. My girlfriend ended up finding out that I was watching it about a month later after I already did it. I didn't clear my search history and there wasn't much to begin with either. Only three videos were watched within a couple weeks period. When she found out, she asked me about it, and I told her yes, I watched it. She was furious and felt like I cheated on her due to getting myself off to another woman. I reassured her that I could let go of adult videos and not watch it going forward if it made her feel uncomfortable. I really don't mind not watching it. When I did, it was just something to ease an urge hours before she came home. Just wanted some me time. She ended up wanting to break off the relationship and for me to move out, but we eventually talked through it together and continue our life together. There have been a couple times where we've talked about this topic and she's gotten angry about it because I know it still bothers her, but we've said we'll still work towards our future together. After that, things were amazing. I would show my love for her more and let her know the future that I'd seen with her. She would also tell me about the life she wanted together as well. The kids, the home we want, our dreams together, basically... We went out with some friends one night and came home to watch a show together. We ended up hooking up due to teasing each other all day. I could tell she was craving it and so was I. After we finished, she ended up getting tired and going to bed. I followed her soon after about 5-10 to minutes, checking phone, memes and just locking up the house in general, brushing teeth, etc. When I got to bed, she asked where I'd been and I told her. Mind you, she's been asleep since she came to bed, so she doesn't know how long she's been asleep for. I told her it was only 5-10 to minutes. We ended up cuddling and started to hook up again. After it was finished, she asked me what had me so turned on again. She thought she had already relieved me. I told her she did, but she turns me on and just wanted it again. She seemed bothered by that and didn't really seem to believe me. 
She thought I might have seen something online that turned me on again, but I really didn't and I reassured her by showing her what I was looking at for those 5-10 to minutes. So it kind of upset me that she thought that. I understood where she was coming from, but I was just trying to show her my love. After trying to calm her down and put her back to bed, she ended up saying she tried to get over what happened, but it constantly eats at her and that she doesn't feel like she knows me anymore. Also that we need a break and she doesn't want to do this relationship anymore. She left the house and is staying at her parents. It's been about three days since that happened. I've been blocked on everything and don't have a way to contact her. I'm giving space, but I just want my best friend home. Any advice as to how I can go about this? Honestly, I think it would be best for her to have some kind of therapy. Just being honest, I feel like in most relationships with guys, you're probably going to be hard-pressed to find somebody that doesn't at least once in a while watch something like that. She doesn't seem to be able to compromise or move past such a thing. I mean, maybe it really is just a deal-breaker and they just can't cope with it. Ultimately, if it's a boundary that she has, it's completely understandable and she has every right to have that boundary. But she can't retroactively enforce it on you and try to make you feel like the bad guy and put you down, especially when after learning that boundary, you did respect it and they just don't trust you. I would say if you're that serious about her, give her some time. If she reaches back out, just continue to try to work on it with her. I'm really not sure what more you can do. She needs to learn to be able to forgive and move past it though. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another tricky relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.